Hey, welcome to another Enneagram podcast. Yeah, that's right. Yet another Enneagram podcast. But this one's different. Another Enneagram podcast is here to help you be a better leader for your team. We know leadership is already challenging enough, and it can be downright frustrating when your team communication breaks down. Another Enneagram podcast is here to tell you stories of leaders just like you who are learning how to lead their teams better with the Enneagram. If you want your team to communicate better, be more productive, and love their jobs, another Enneagram podcast is for you. Hey, welcome back to another Enneagram podcast. We are jumping back in today to our list of the nine main qualities of a healthy team. And so uh, just like before, got myself here and Cody in, uh, I was going to say in studio, but maybe that's being a little generous to <laughs> to our setup here. In office. In office, Mike's uh attached to old futons and folding tables. Heck yeah. Uh, it's not the craziest setup I've ever done, though. I have... I, I'd be interested to know if you have anything that can top this, but the craziest recording setup I've ever done was in a hotel room in Florida. Okay. There was three people that needed to be on the recording. So we set up... We needed a table, but we realized that there were no tables that were, like, movable. Okay. They were all either huge and in different rooms or were too thick to get our microphone clamps around. Okay. So the one thing that we found that we could move to the center of the room and put chairs around that the mic clamps would fit on was an ironing board. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So, so I've done podcast recording around an ironing board, but to, to top it even more, the room wasn't big enough to get everybody around the table. So the three people that were recording uh, had chairs that they, well, two had chairs that they'd pulled up. One was sitting on the edge of the bed and then I was doing the recording part of it, sitting in a bathtub. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, you gotta make, you gotta, yeah, you gotta use what you got. Yeah. Which I love that. So, so here we are not, I mean, it's not that bad. No, this is, I'm, I'm comfortable. I mean, I know you're in a squeaky chair and you're having to be real still. I am in a squeaky chair. (laughs) Of course, now that I'm trying to make it squeak, it's not really doing, there it goes. Uh, well, so today we're going to jump back in and finish off our, our list. Last time we went through the first couple and just set the whole thing up. So if you haven't listened to the episode prior to this one, I would encourage you to press pause right now. Go back, listen to that one first because it sets up this entire episode. Uh, and then, yeah, so today we're going to go through the the last seven out of nine on the list that we didn't cover last time. So, uh, oh, also... One thing that we started on the last one that I'm hoping to continue is making sure that we give a bird <laughs> to every one of these qualities in case anybody wants to make a motivational poster out of it. They know what bird image to put on yes. said motivational poster. Absolutely. And I'm, de- I'm getting really hype about the t-shirt. So I'm, I, I mentioned that whoever sent I'm going to make a t-shirt out of that poster. You're so. going to make a t-shirt out of the poster. Yes. Which, by the way, is is I feel like a callback to The Office, if you remember that scene where... where um, there was the poster that Angela had with the babies yes, on it, yes, and and Oscar just hated the poster, and so Michael's solution was to make a T-shirt out of the poster <laughs> that Oscar had to wear, so that he could not see it, but Angela could. Oh, that's uh, awesome! So that's all I've thought about. Like when how you said innovative it, I'm gonna make with a, Michael Scott? <laughs> you know, win, 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 <laughs> win, 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 win. <laughs> all right, so. We talked last time about integrity and service as yes. the first qualities of a healthy team. Mm-hmm. So next on our list is number three, 
which is efficiency. Uh, and that is to, to work smart mm. and to get things done. Mm. So what's your thoughts around efficiency, working smart? Get- um, I come from the school of, uh, yeah, use your head, not your back. Okay. Um, so I grew up on a pig farm. Yeah. And you can uh, just kind of tell by looking at me that I've never been the burliest of men. <laughs> um, and so if I could ever find um, a smart way to do a job and not have to um, break my back over it, um, then I got extra extra points from my dad. Yeah. Work um, smarter, not harder, right? Exactly. It's exactly. Way to say it. Yep. And uh, and so, yeah, efficiency is key, man. I mean, if you're, if you're in an organization where you're paying people hourly hmm. um, and there are ways to yeah, make certain jobs or product lines or whatever, you know, more efficient, um, that can help save you money and, and be more productive and get more products out the door. Um, yeah, you're, I don't, I don't understand in what world efficiency would not be something you would strive for. Right. So, yeah, well, and I just think that one is, um, I mean, they're all really important, obviously, but to, to work smart, I think it's important to clarify that working smart doesn't mean not to work hard. Exactly. Right. So what would you say is the, the, is there a balance or what, how do you, how do you put those two things together? We want people to work hard, but we also want. Yeah. I think part of the working smart is like that kind of, I would say initial step of taking a few steps back and being like, Hey, is there a way that we can do this better? Hmm. Um, Cause with new technology and all kinds of new things, you have organizations or companies that, let's say they've been doing something the same way for 20 years and mm-hmm. there's been things invented that could help them basically like reform the way that they do their um, production or whatever. Like, why wouldn't you? Right. Um, but it's that initial step. And I think the smart, a part of the smart piece is acknowledging that there probably could be a better way of doing it. Right. Um, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, take a few steps back, rework a plan um, and you're going to still work just as hard, but maybe more. Yeah. Well, and it's like you could put in the same amount of effort to totally. actually get out more results. Absolutely. From it. And so I think that's for me, when I think of that phrase, work smarter, not harder. I mean, I like that, but at the same time, I don't because mm-hmm. you still want people to work just as, as hard as they, as they can reasonably. Mm-hmm. But it's, to me, it's more about getting more out of that same amount of work Absolutely. rather than spinning your and and only getting you know so far for, for sure for a large amount of energy yeah yeah i think back to when on one of our episodes you interviewed um justin young from mm-hmm. splash car wash yeah i think about splash man people have to take care of their cars for yeah. them to run well mm-hmm. so if you have an all-in-one shop where you can show up and get a car wash um a, a oil change and your tires rotated yeah. all in the same spot yeah you think about how much time you're saving that person how efficient of a stop that is for that person yeah dude that's a that's a gold mine, you know. Hey, and shout out to Splash. You get your uh, oil change and stuff done there. I think they give you a free car wash. That's right insane. After. So yeah. just just pull around, go through the little tunnel. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Sweet. All right. So, you know, you had mentioned wanting to make the bird for this one a beaver. <laughs> Dude, I'm not joking. The whole time you were talking, I was just thinking beaver. Of course, beaver. And then it just hit me about 20 seconds ago. That's not a bird. <laughs> Um, and so, uh, I've yeah, since then changed my answer to, we're going to go with a chicken, a chicken, a chicken, okay. man. Explain this one to me. Dude. I, like I said, grew up on a farm. Dude, chickens are just efficient creatures. Like it is mind blowing how many eggs they pop out okay. in a day. So surely they've come up with some system that works. Uh, okay. I yeah. see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think outside of laying eggs, they serve 
the, no efficient purpose. But I, uh, I can think of one very good fried purpose. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know how much of a you know it's a big commitment on their part, but I'm saying uh, um, the efficiency there. So, but uh, yeah, we'll go we'll go with chicken. So if okay. somebody sends me a rad motivational poster with a chicken with on a it, chicken. that'd be a that'd be an amazing T-shirt. I, I see a T-shirt line coming out of this podcast series. <laughs> yep. Just yep. Enneagram types and, and birds. Motivation words. Yes, I think this is the name. Okay, sweet. <laughs> All right. Uh, number four is honesty. Your work should express what you believe is true about the mm. What do you think? Your work should express what you believe is true about the world. It, You know, there are ties back to integrity with this. Yeah. Um, that, you know, we want to be and do what we say we're going to be and do. Absolutely. Um, but to then do it in like an honest way... Um, you know, you hear the the stereotypes about you know used car dealerships and mm. salesmen there. Yeah. Um. And so these organizations that are, or not organizations. I'm sorry, like companies, like car sailing uh, companies, that are being very honest and forthright about like, hey, these are our fees. This is what we charge. Like, and this is what it is. Yes, yeah. there's there is a, an integrity there, but there's an honesty about like, hey, look. Um, we sell cars. Cars are expensive. So there's going to be certain things that go along with this, but we're not going to cheat you or lie to steal your money or you're take right. advantage of you. So so I think um, doing what you say you're going to do, there's the integrity, but then doing it in a way, like an honest way that um, makes people feel like safe and hmm. that not, you're not going to take advantage of them. Um, man, that's a, that's a massive, I think, um, mark to have for, for an organization. So that's my initial thoughts. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, I, I agree with all that. My thought around this specific one is if, if you're in a job, so I'm thinking internally within the team and even when, when you're in a job that you are doing something that you don't feel in your bones is purposeful and, and meaningful to the world and how you view the world. Okay. I don't think that that job is going to last long for mm, you. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, and so, yeah, I, I just think of somebody who is maybe in a job that they hate, and I want part of that. If part of it is, hey, what I'm doing here is not contributing to the world in the way that I believe the world exists okay. and functions. Okay, yeah. And, and so I wonder if what that would mean for a team, if the, the team culture or potentially the leader even is just a, hey, do this because this is what we do mm-hmm. kind of a thing, mm-hmm. rather than helping people align their personal values with the values of the... Gotcha. So what what are your thoughts around that? Yeah, so correct me if I'm wrong, but you're saying basically showing up to work with this kind of like deeper purpose and, and trying to do more than just like clock in, do the task, clock out, yeah. but... To show up with kind of this mindset of like, hey, I'm making a difference here. Like, yeah, and and that it's real and true. Remember, this one's connected to the Enneagram Four. For sure. And yeah. fours are all about authenticity. Mm-hmm. They don't want anything that's fake mm-hmm. or that's just a facade. And so it's this idea that I want my work to be something that, yeah, that really matters. And I'm not just, you know, putting on this suit that I don't actually believe in what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I believe in what I'm doing and that it is worthwhile, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so that's that's what I mean by, by gotcha. this one. Totally. Yeah, I think on the individual level, I mean, it's kind of like what you said is that a part of that is, you know, finding a job where you get to do things and be a part of things that are life-giving, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. 
But then in regards to like the team and, and then from the leader down right. is, yeah, creating space and utilizing people in a way that um, they're getting to do and use those strengths that they have to contribute to the kind of bigger picture. Going yeah. back to that mission thing yeah. that we talked about earlier. Um, yeah, because, yeah, fours, I think just as much as, you know, eights, they're going to be able to kind of sniff out that other stuff, you know, like the stuff that's not authentic or the stuff that's just kind of like kind of right. wasting their time. Um, and so when they feel like they're being utilized, they feel like they're being um, kind of invested in as much as they're being asked of, um, then I think they're going to be more likely to show up and really contribute um, rather than just kind of like <laughs> very, uh, I guess, almost like a zombie just showing up and kind yeah. of doing the task and then going home and doing this. Well, and I think for the, if you're leading a team and trying to think through these values, if you want people to be engaged and committed, I think part of the job of a leader is connecting mm -hmm. individuals' values with the bigger value, the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, you have to, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's the only way like th that you can do that is if you know the people on your team and know what they value mm -hmm. and then can help them see how their value system fits within the value system of the organization or of the team. And if you can do that, I believe mm. far more people than you will if you don't. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Spot on. All right. Bird. Do you have a do you have an honest bird? An honest bird? An honest bird? Uh yeah, I have one I think fits real well okay, for hit this. Me. Uh I, I'm going to go with the dodo bird. <laughs> the dodo bird. Yeah, because if you've seen a, a picture or a drawing uh, of a dodo bird, like they're not, uh, they're not like other birds. Okay. First of all. Okay. Um, and and they're not trying to pretend to be like other birds. <laughs> okay. You know, I, I think it's just honest and real, and that's that's a dodo bird. There's all right. No, you know, there's no getting around it. That's okay. what it is. So all right. I would be particularly excited for a t-shirt with a dodo bird. On Bring it, it on, <laughs> the honest dodo. Yeah. Okay, uh, number five, learning. Mm. Always seek to learn and grow. Yep. I, I, this one's quick and simple for me, is when you have a, 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 a coworker, teammate, that shows up to their job, not with a sense of pride or arrogance that I have it all figured out, um, but comes in with the mentality or the attitude that, hey, there's always room to improve. There's always something to learn. Um, I, I just that's a win-win for everybody. Um, and that's something I, I just personally, I'm trying to always grow in, um, is that there's always somebody, somebody better than me. Hmm. And I think I used to think about that, like say I, cause I play, I play drums. I'm a you know, hmm. musician. Yeah. And I used to look at that and get discouraged by that, but now I use it as a tool. Hmm. If I know that there's always somebody better than me, then there's always something more to learn. And there's now, um, kind of a reason to continue to like learn from those people right um because they can help me move forward yeah and it, it just changes the dynamic if you're a leader and you're getting to lead somebody who has a hunger you know and kind of that drive to continue to to move forward and and develop and be developed man like um in my experience there's nothing better in regards to um, to leading somebody when it, it it's kind of easy in that sense yeah. with those people how do you think if a leader senses that learning and that that humility kind of thing that you're talking about if that's not a, their team what what would you say are some things that, in order to to bring it 
I would say first and foremost, remind them of where we're all headed. Because mm-hmm. uh, maybe that can contribute to that. If, if there's not this attitude of continuing to, to learn and grow, maybe they don't really know what it is that they're mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've experienced that. And so re- by reminding them of the vision and the mission, um, now it's kind of like setting us back on course. Mm-hmm. And then bringing everybody in a room. And I think that's one of the things that's special about Evergreen and what you're, what you're mm-hmm. doing is that like, I feel like that's in a way, I'll just be practical in that, is that like leaders are bringing you in Hmm. to help the team learn how to communicate, mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. to basically show up and and um, lock arms in our unique gifts and strengths and move towards a mission yeah. or a goal together, yeah. um, utilizing each other's kind of best self. Right. Um, and so that's, I mean, that, I don't know. There's some thoughts there. You can. Well, I, I like what you're saying about vision because – a vision should drive desire to learn and grow, mm-hmm. right? If your vision is not big enough, it, it, or let me say it the other way, if your vision is so small that no one needs to learn anything new mm-hmm. to achieve it, then I think your vision's too small, Yeah. right? If it's that small, then you're probably already doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's not what a vision is for. A vision is uh, to be something out in front of you that totally. compels you and draws you and, and charges you up. And so your your vision for your team or organization or whatever it is should be big enough that you don't know exactly how you're going to get there, for sure. which causes people to have to learn mm-hmm. and grow in order to make that valid. Absolutely. And so I like that you're saying about vision. The, the other thing I would add, I mean, leaders have to model that, mm-hmm. right? Like it's hard to tell your team that they always need to be learning and growing if they don't see you model that yourself. Oh, of course. And so making that a personal priority, I think will have ripple effects on your team mm-hmm. as they learn to prioritize yeah. that too. Quick thought I'll add to that is invite people into that. If you're a leader mm. um, and you're oh, yeah. learning and you're, you're moving forward, invite people into that. That's good. Um, you know, like when... I had a, one of my staffers who was, he came up early and was going to be working with me throughout the course of the summer before we had to close. Um, you know, I, I listen to podcasts, I watch videos and do other things. And so I just said, Hey man, come on in, um, sit with me on this process this with me. And this kid's 19. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, if somebody had done that for me when Mm. I was 19, um, it, it probably would have saved me a few, um, you know, tense situations at work. Yeah. Um, cause it would have brought about some humility and like maybe an understanding that I don't know everything that I think <laughs> I know. Um, so yeah. So in, in, invite people into that. There was a quote that, w- that we operated under with an organization that you and I are both familiar with. I'm here in Conway, but it, the idea is like, take somebody with you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, because if one person's out of there, um, it's going to be a lot better for more than one to go. Um, it's kind of like what you're talking about with the Donna Miller, the story brand of kind of recreating yourself, giving yeah, yourself room. That's yeah. good. All right. Uh, you got a bird for this one? Oh, for the, for learning? Yeah. Uh, let's go with, oh, let's go with ducks, man. Okay. Okay. Cause I, I think ducks and the idea that, um, they've learned like weather patterns and different things like that. And it's like, why stay here when I can go somewhere else and it could be better. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, yeah, I'm like, I just think that's super cool that ducks know, when the weather changes and yeah. where to go from there, you yeah. know, like it's fascinating. So, well, and, and if you're familiar with anybody that's a duck hunter, like, you know, duck hunters use a lot of decoys, mm-hmm. right? But I have seen over time decoys get more and more sophisticated, yeah. more and more lifelike because ducks will learn 
how to tell the difference totally. between a real duck and, yeah. and just some like really terrible floating decoy. Uh, and so I can get behind your your uh, recommendation for, right. for ducks there. All right, number six is trust. Be trustworthy and trust those on your. Why is that one important? Man, if you show up to a team or a workplace um, where trust is not a kind of like common mark for people, um, man, the atmosphere is just mm. thick. Um, and I'm sure you've dealt with like these things oh, with yeah. Evergreen is that um, when there's when there's that uh, the unspoken expectations or the tension there or um, you've got some ones off in the corner, you know, you know, like upset at, you yeah. know, somebody not doing something that they should have done. Um, I'm just there, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, man, it just does not create a productive environment yeah. um, because people get way too focused on the frustration way too focused on like potential bad outcomes of, um, that tension and the shortcomings to where the, the vision, the product, the development of a team is really overlooked um, yeah. because of those things. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite leadership, uh, Patrick Lencioni, you familiar, I'm with, familiar him? with him? Uh, so he's written a ton of books and his probably his called the five dysfunctions of a team. Hmm. And, and it's just wonderful. I'm actually, he talks about the, that trust or lack of trust is the foundational problem on which all of the, oh. right. And, and if you think about that, that's true. If you, if you can't trust people around you, you can't uh, engage in healthy conflict, can't hold each other accountable mm-hmm. because you can't trust that the other person is actually doing it for the sake of the team mm-hmm. and not just uh, you can't set goals and work together with people because you don't trust them to do their totally. part. Right. Totally. So so trust is this huge uh, you know, undergirder mm. uh, for for everything that a team does, and so yeah, I think you're exactly right. Like if you don't have trust, like you can feel it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It just seems like, I mean, honestly, you're not a team at that point. You're no. a whole bunch of individuals that happen to occupy the same space, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, for but sure. it's not a team if, mm-hmm. if you don't trust each other. Yeah, I think about that with with sports, right? Uh, if, you know, if you're not a sports person, then I might lose you here for a second. Just, you know, use that fast forward button or something. But, but like you think about some of the teams, great teams, great players and great teams are not always made up of the greatest players, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you look at the difference between, and I'm going to get controversial here, but, uh, like a LeBron James, like LeBron is, is no question. One of the greatest players that's ever played the game. Mm -hmm. I will not argue with that. Yeah. Um, but there's a reason why he doesn't have as many rings, you know, championship rings as some other players. For sure. And I think that reason is because he is more of an individual player than mm-hmm. a team player. Yeah. You look at other teams. I mean, there was just the big documentary on Jordan. Yeah. And obviously Jordan, I'm going to say the greatest. You can fight me on that. <laughs> uh, but the greatest basketball player. But the difference between Jordan and LeBron, in my opinion, is not actually in their own skill sets, yeah. but the, in their trust for other players. For sure. Right? Mm-hmm. Like Jordan plays with guys like Pippen and mm-hmm. Kerr uh, mm-hmm. and um, – uh, uh, Rodman and Rodman, yeah, I was trying to think. Rodman, Coop coach, and all the guys, right? Yeah. And there's this synergy there, totally. That that they trust each other. Oh yeah. Whereas uh, I just haven't seen that on on yeah. like LeBron nearly as much. For sure. And so I think that's a huge deal and can can really make or break a team. As you're talking about that, the the very practical, and this might be something that you could observe in 
your own organization, not you, Ryan, but like the people listening is I think sometimes as leaders, when we don't trust the people around us, like it's not necessarily something that may even be a huge deal, but maybe it's this little thing over time that's developed this distrust is we do this thing where we say, you know what, I'll just take care of it myself. Hmm. And now we're stacking all of these unnecessary tasks upon ourselves because we don't trust the people around um, us to accomplish. And so therefore we've limited our own like capacity or uh, productivity because of that, that distrust. Absolutely. Um, and that's, man, like I, I've, I've walked in that and working with 19 and 20 year olds. It's like, you know what? I'll just do it myself. Uh, but now by taking that one thing on my shoulder, I've limited myself from something else that I should be doing. Absolutely. Um, and, and a lot of times I think that people are way more capable than what we give them credit for. And so just a simple, honest conversation of like, Hey, this is where we've been we've been falling short in this area. Can we step it up? Yeah. Um, but if, but until we've had that conversation, I think that that distress is just going right. to continue to linger. Well, and I think important too, it's kind of a mindset, but the idea assuming trust rather than always making, mm. that's really easy for me to say sitting here and really difficult sometimes in real world practical where people have been burned before mm. by people where, where people have proven their mistrust. But I think if a team is able and if the, members of a team are able mm. to extend trust in the beginning mm. rather than trying to make people earn it and just giving the benefit of the doubt for sure sometimes when you do that you can set a standard that the team members around you can grow into mm. right when when someone feels like you are expecting them to be trustworthy you know it can very easily become like a self-fulfilling prophecy mm. right and so i just i think that's kind of a semi-practical thing that leaders and their teams can can try to do is take on that extend trust at the beginning mm. rather than sitting back and waiting on people to do enough to finally earn my yeah, trust for sure yeah yeah sounds great all right bird uh i'm going with the pigeon pigeon okay tell me why i think pigeons are the most trustworthy like tr- oh, i'm sorry trust ing birds oh, okay i see where you're yeah going. yeah sorry not trustworthy trusting um, we have like two pigeons that are up at camp for some reason, like, like in the mountains, I've never uh-huh. seen pigeons in the mountains, <laughs> but if I'm outside and if I'm like eating anything, they are right at my feet. Oh yeah. Just boom, right there at my feet. Yeah. Um, it's like, they don't know me, Yeah. but I think that <laughs> pigeons have created this like hotline across the nation where it's like, when you see crackers or bread, um, man, like just show up, you know, oh, yeah. it's just the thing. So yeah, we'll go, with, we'll go with pigeons. So, <laughs> okay. I like that. Okay. Well, so I wasn't uh, thinking that we were going to do this, but honestly, we're running up on time here. And so we're going to take this into a third Let's episode. Do it. Uh, so you'll have to tune in next time to get numbers seven, eight, and nine. Sounds good. All right. See you then. Hey, thanks for joining us today on another Enneagram podcast. As fellow leaders, we know it can be frustrating when it seems like you always run into the same problems on your team with the same people. But leaders just like you, are learning how to lead their teams better using the Enneagram, and you can too. So if you like what you heard today, we would love it if you would share this podcast on social media and leave a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts, preferably only good you know, reviews and ratings. That would be great. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram. We're at another Enneagram or head over to our website, anotherenneagram.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of another Enneagram podcast.